Hi, I'm Mike Maloney, and welcome to another CSRM podcast. Today's episode is hosted by Dr. Greg Linville. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another CSRM podcast. My name is Dan Stouffer, and I'm joined by Scott Stedman and Dr. Greg Linville. And in this current series, we're working through the book, Scent, which is all about missiology, and uh, we've been really uh, looking through the Great Commission and how sports, rec, and fitness ministries can be used really around the world to help us to fulfill the Great Commission and to make dedicated disciples. And that's our heartbeat. That's what CSRM is all about. And so we hope that you've been really encouraged and equipped uh, in your ministry. And before we dive back in, just want to encourage you, if you like a copy of the book, uh, because the podcast is not going to ever replace a book, but if you like a podcast or a book, a copy of the book, you can go to csrm.org and order a book right there. We left off, we ended uh, chapter five, and Greg, I think we started to tease chapter six, and right at the bottom of page 59 is a great quote from John R. Mote. And he says this, how true it is that if a Christian ceases to be evangelistic sooner or later, he will cease to be evangelical. So uh, take that quote and take us on into chapter six as we continue on with our our series here. Well, thanks. It's good to be with you guys again. And we've kind of got through the book so far about why this is important. Uh, some of the history of missiology, and people were surprised about how recent it is as, in terms of a academic university seminary pursuit. It's not been thousands of years. It's only been a hundred or more. Um, and and we talked about the biblical basis for it. And so we're starting now to to, to flesh that out a little bit more. And Mott's quote there is just so profound that if we don't know what our overall vision is, we don't we don't know what to do. Let's define quickly the difference between vision, mission, strategy, outputs, etc. And Dan and, and Scott, you'll be uh, pleased to know that Jay Martin, one of our great great partners in this ministry, was really helpful with in CSRM's initial days, helping us to understand this difference. It's key to everybody who's doing this in a local church as well. Vision is, it's it's a noun. It's a, an accomplishment. It's the end of the effort. It's what you see, vision. It's what you see when everything has worked. And it's different from mission because mission is a verb. It's something that we do. It, it It's how we accomplish our vision. And then strategies are specific ways and as the word suggests they are strategic they what are the best ways forward to make this mission actually be effective and then the so the strategies lead to specific outputs or actions and so now let's back it off a little bit 
if our vision, our overall vision is to see every single person in the world come into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that would be what we would hope would be the accomplishment of all of our missions, all of our activities, and therefore our strategy. So what then do we think is most strategic for us in CSRM? We've taken that vision and bore it down a little bit more and say that we are effective if we see local churches that are effectively reaching the people who are far from Jesus in the church using sports, rec, and fitness. So that would be our vision within the overall vision of, of the worldwide and universal church. So we're trying to we're trying to enable, empower, mobilize. Those are the things that we're trying to do with the local church in the specific area of sports, rec, and fitness. We could help individual congregations do a lot of things, but our call is in that area. So therefore, our mission is to equip the local church leadership, the sports ministers, the pastors, the elders, whomever. And then for us, it would become what's the most strategic for us. It's writing these books. It's doing these podcasts. It's developing the relationships and the resources to help this occur. Now, translate to the local church. You've got to figure out what is your vision that would entail, first of all, deciding who is part of that vision. Who is your congregation positioned to reach? to actually be able to be impactful on. And then once you've identified the who, you begin to identify what are those people, the the people that you're trying to reach for Jesus, what are their leisure pursuits? What are their sporting needs, their fitness needs, their recreation desire, so to speak? And then you combine that with your church's resources. What does your church have in terms of facility, equipment, uh, availabilities, resource of people, economic, all of these kinds of resources that your congregation would have. And then you combine the need or the desires of the community that you're targeting, that you're positioned to reach, and who you are. And then you begin to say, what is the most strategic way forward? If you're going to be reaching groups of people that their sporting needs have to do with a net, volleyball, badminton, tennis, pickleball, whatever, then if that's their leisure pursuits, that's probably what you need to consider. Do you have then the facilities? Do you then have the equipment? Do you have the the people that are coaches or players or what have you? And so that's how you kind of combine these things and you come up then with what is the specific activity? Do you do a a netball league? Do you do a pickleball league? Do you do a clinic? Do you how do you approach that? And if you're if your group of people are American football, then you do the same thing. If it's basketball, you do the same thing. That's how you get the decision then to start your missiology. Guys, thoughts or questions? 
I think it's a very important uh, process for churches and sports rec and fitness ministries to go through because if not, um, well, we we lose vision and then you just start having programs that um, eventually become sacred cows and they have no uh, end goal. And of course, we want the end goal to be a changed life, especially for for Christ. We want to see people come to know him. Um, so I, I think establishing an overall vision all all the time. Um, especially if you're running a ministry like that within a local church, hopefully it only helps the overall vision, mission, and strategy of the local church as well. Hopefully, if you if you look at it in, on that context, hopefully the sports rec and fitness ministry is a strategy to fulfill the overall vision for the church, but you need that for your ministry as well. Mm-hmm. Um Otherwise, you just you, you hit ceilings and dead ends and everyone's frustrated and you you don't know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. And I, I'd say I think when it comes to like the outputs or the actions, I think sometimes a lot of churches do it backwards. They think, OK, we want to do this program because our church is equipped to do this program. But then when you don't necessarily identify the who and what their leisure pursuits are, you can finally go, well, we have a big field, so we're going to do soccer. But you find out that we're not a soccer community. We're more of a basketball community. So we do it. I think a lot of times churches do it backwards, and it really needs to get them back in focus. Well, if we're being sent, we have to understand who are the people we're trying to reach. And based on that information, then that's when we can say, okay, we are now going to come alongside and create something that's really going to meet the needs of our community. So to summarize, vision, what do we want to accomplish? Mission, how do we accomplish it? Strategies, how do we accomplish it the most strategically, efficiently, effectively? That leads to the outputs of the activities, the specific activities. But then there's one last step, and that is the outcome. And if our outcome is not synonymous or close, at least, to our vision, then something has gone awry in that step-by-step process. And so if you are not in a local church and you are not seeing people who were far from Jesus becoming followers of Jesus, being discipled and growing in discipleship, if that is not the outcome of all that you're doing, then something else is awry and you need to go back and re-envision it. Okay. Enough said about that. And, and, um, that, that each of these chapters, by the way, is there's there's a historical figure that we've associated with, and this one is John Armott, who was the world evangelist. That was the, even the title. World Citizen was his biography's title, and he literally went around the world, helped the YMCA create this kind of programming around the world. And on page sixty-five of the book, he says, "Let us summon our active members, one and all." to that most highly multiplying work, the introducing of men and boys to Jesus Christ. Now, at that point, it was only for men and boys. And the YWCA was for men and women. It's kind of morphed in our era. But nonetheless, he couldn't be any more clear as to what their vision was. And so we've got to get that vision very strong. But this thing that we call mission, it's got to be picked up on something that is based upon something rather that is really, really crucial. And if you don't get this, then I really believe that 
what actually happens in the sports rec and fitness of a local church is going to be dramatically different. And in my opinion, ultimately not worth living for or dying for even. So if, if on the, on page 66, I'm sorry, 65 of the book, there's this whole idea. There's a list there, guys, of how people in Christianity today are viewing this, what we would call evangelistic disciple-making, the belief of universalism. In other words, that all people go to heaven. It doesn't matter what religious tradition they're in or if they're of any tradition at all. Then there's the non-eternal tormentism, meaning people will not be tormented in a burning lake of fire of hell or whatever for all of eternity. And then there's agnosticism that says either atheistically that we don't know if there is a God or if we do believe that there is a God, we're agnostic and that we don't know which God is really the true God. And then, of course, atheism says there is no God. Um, so if, if your congregation has one of those views, you're probably not going to go on mission. You're probably not going to really go on mission. In fact, there is a couple denominations within the West, at least, and they are of the belief that it is actually a sin to evangelize someone of a different religious tradition because they're into that universalism. Um, your guys' comments about that. Well, I think it's it's clear, Greg, that if, um, if your denomination or your church falls into one of those categories, you're not going to be missional. You're not going to uh, feel like you're, you're sent. It's not going to be a high priority. And so I, I think, and I know it, it is on uh, page 65 here too, I, I think getting back to some uh, biblical foundations as to, as to what the early church believed, and, and then looking at the words of Jesus when he tells us to go and make other disciples, and of course his references to hell itself, um, we, we don't want to be motivated from fear, obviously. We want to be motivated because we want to see people one to the kingdom of God. We, we want people to know there's nothing better. doesn't mean life is easy, but there's nothing better than a life with Christ. We've been transformed. We've been forgiven. And so if that is our motivation, but also knowing what the Bible says about heaven and hell, um, I think that helps us to be a bit more missional. But yeah, if if you fall into one of these categories, um, my encouragement would, would be go and look at the Bible. Look at what Jesus believed. Look at what motivated the early disciples. And what made the early church multiply uh, so so quickly? So, yeah, um, boy, that that would be tough to to do anything related to to this book or the Great Commission if you fell into one of those categories. Well, let's let's move on then. Um, and and that by re- way of review, we we talked about how does a local church go and do the mission. And we've we've said there is the mega model, and what that means is typically getting an elite athlete or coach to 
have a platform proclamation where they're either standing in front of a crowd of people and they verbally proclaim their faith in Jesus or what they say is recorded in some fashion via literature or social media or podcasts, what have you, some sort of video, audio written, and and then people read it or listen to it. We're not against that, and we think that it is a very positive thing. But unfortunately, for a lot of the sports outreach community, that has been the only way forward. And what we're realizing more and more is that it's becoming less and less effective, if for no other reason, that at least in the West, the media has so conditioned people to think that if you become a Christian, you're bigoted and you're homophobic and you're narrow-minded and you're ignorant and you're unintelligent and, and all these kinds of things. And so people won't even listen or read or watch those things anymore. If for no other reason, that's why it's becoming less effective. But it's not wrong. What we say is that it is enhanced, that that model, the mega model, is enhanced when it is combined with the 3R model. The 3R model is repetitive, relational, and always with redemption in mind. And so this would be where you would have the person coming week after week to your aerobics class or your basketball league, or it's repetitive. And that they're invited by a friend, by a family member, by a coworker, by a fellow student. They're recruited. They're, they're already in relationship. And then this week to week to week gives the parishioners, the pew sitters, the churches, the additional ability, opportunity to go reach the people. So repetitive, relational, but there's always bringing the gospel to them. So then that, with that as a basis that we will incorporate the mega model once, twice a year, maybe once a league. Uh, not, not the only thing we do, but it's incorporated into the 3R model. That's when we find it most that all of that is most effective. But then we have to redefine mission in terms of most people think of missions as that you're going overseas, you're going to another country. And that is missions, but it's not the only mission. Mission is often cross-cultural, but even in that, we can have cross-cultural within where we live. Cross-cultural meaning that I am part of a Christian community, and the people that I live in a neighborhood with or in a family member or a coworker that they're in a different culture. And so we do need to learn to speak secular. We do need to learn how to relate to people, but we got to redefine what local mission is and then redefine who local missionaries are. And most congregations and sports ministries they will call the people who coach their teams or run their leagues or lead their aerobics classes or lead their bicycle club as a volunteer. Certainly, most of them are. Some are paid, and that's okay too. 
But the vast majority of people are volunteers. But we need to call them missionaries. We need to raise their expectations of what they're doing. Yes, they are coaching, and that's fine, and it's good. It needs to be affirmed. But they are missionaries who happen to coach rather than coaches who are just volunteers. Pick up on it, guys. I think with with that model, not only are we, if we're we're running a league, if we're uh, developing a class of some sort where people are coming, it, it shifts our focus in that we coach the coaches in the fulfillment of the Great Commission. We, we help them to know, hey, you are a missionary. Uh, and whether that means you go across the sea or across the street or across the gym, because you've got people waiting. And then I also think, Greg, with that type of focus, it puts more um, emphasis on the 3R model. Because uh, we know how the mega model just takes so much effort and time and resources, but there's nothing better than knowing if I'm a coach or a teacher with a group under me, I've got six weeks with them. I've got eight weeks with them. And I've been equipped by the league director, the sports minister uh, over me to know what the plan is and to find confidence to disciple these people and to see my practices that way, as opposed to just, hey, we had a mega model thing and some athlete came in and it, it was good, but the players, the students, they don't see that athlete ever again in their lifetime, but they have me. And then I think uh, churches that really get this right, if a coach is able to almost graduate or move up, especially with with kids to different levels, different grade levels, different skill levels, and spend years with um, with those players and know they are a local missionary, it changes everything. And if you feel equipped because the league director has given you resources on, on how to do that, according to what we find in scripture, that's what makes a dedicated disciple. So I think it changes the focus big time. And I think we'll get into, uh, in our next segment, we'll, we'll get a little bit more into the, the specifics of how we redefine that, and what what does that pragmatically lead us to? Um, and it it helps us clarify even more: are they volunteers or are they local missionaries? But I think we'll pick that up on the next next go round. Good good segue, Greg, because we are out of time, and so we appreciate you joining us here today on behalf of Scott and Greg. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. Once again, we want to remind you, if you want to buy a copy of the book Sent, you can do so at our website, csrm.org. Just look for the store link and you can purchase it right there. For today, that's it. And uh, we will see you next time. Take care. The CSRM Podcast is a production of CSRM and their production house, Overwhelming Victory. Dr. Greg Linville is the executive producer, and Scott Stedman is the associate producer and editor. To learn more about CSRM, visit csrm.org. For more information about Overwhelming Victory, visit overwhelmingvictory.org. The CSRM Podcast is the flagship member of the podcast network, Overwhelming Victory Radio. 
For more information on Overwhelming Victory Radio or to listen to our partner podcasts, visit overwhelmingvictory.org backslash OV Radio. For CSRM Podcasts, I'm Mike Maloney. Have a blessed day.